1: What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here for the Fightful Wrestling Podcast, March fifteenth edition. We got Jimmy Van on the other side of things. He is the eccentric millionaire. But of course, guys, go check out our Monday at Raw podcast, the SmackDown podcast. Yet another train wreck. I promise you, those technical errors are behind us. I'm on to Google. I figured it out. But uh, we also have Shane Helms' podcast this Friday. Matt Riddle this Thursday, we're going to be talking to Matt about his European trip. Get him to elaborate a little more on his hatred for Goldberg. And Shane Helms is talking that uh, bad episode of Impact last week, as well as some hearty stuff. Uh, Jimmy Van, I can't see you right now, and you say it's because you want a genuine reaction out of me. When in reality, you're just salty because I did my work as an investigative journalist last time and found out that Virgil was there.
2: Salty is a term I don't use because it's something I never feel. But Sean, let me ask you a question, man. Can you hear it? Can I? Can I hear it?
1: Can you hear it? I'm, I'm afraid I can't hear. It. Oh. You're gonna get us kicked off the air. Look what I'm oh, adding to the show this week.
2: See what we got going on this back there?
1: This is absurd. That's a million
2: dollar man. There we go. We've added additions to the show. I realize the people that are listening to this and can't hear or can't see this don't know what the hell just happened. And so there's actually a story behind what you see. What you see is an illusion, Sean. That is an illusion. And so let me explain. Oh, I like how you're looking closer because you want to figure it out. So let me let me explain what's going on. So basically... Sean likes to jokingly call me the eccentric millionaire. I got the old Virgil back here a while ago. I was able to finally track down a, uh, a life-size or adult you know, replica version of the million-dollar belt. And we have it on Virgil's shoulder back there. But you know how that's an illusion, Sean? How is that an illusion? That belt is too heavy for Virgil's shoulder. Yeah. If you put that belt on Virgil's shoulder, he's going to fall over and you're probably going to break him in half. We are using fishing line to create the illusion that he is on Virgil's shoulder right now, if you can believe that. Why didn't you just have a
1: cardboard cutout of the belt made? I wanted the real thing, man, because, you know, you say I'm the eccentric millionaire, so I went for broke. I've got one. I probably would have sent it to—well, I don't know. It's probably not getting past customs. Even if it was, were you really going to send it to me? Hell no. My wife got me that. Exactly.
2: So I was able to find one. Do you know what Kijiji is down there in Kentucky? No. Kijiji is a Canadian version of Craigslist. Yeah. And I was able to find a guy, if you can believe it, who does podcasting in Canada. He does wrestling podcasting, as it turns out. And he had this version for sale on Kijiji and I was able to get it. It's missing like two gems, but otherwise it's in pretty, pretty tip top shape. So we got that uh, hovering on Virgil's shoulder looking like it's on his shoulder. And check this out. What do
1: you think of this? I think you're biting somebody's gimmick. Don't you think that looks good, though? It looks, like it, the looks real, great. it looks like the real thing. It looks great. I can't say a lot. I've got a pretend Pineapple Express movie poster up here of myself. Exactly, so.
2: exactly. So I have to give props to uh, Nigel uh, and to a couple of guys, one named Scott, one named Zoro that helped him figure out how to uh, do the fishing line on that thing. And this this little beauty here, the, the list of Jimmy Van, that's courtesy of Nigel and Juan, I believe. So kudos to all those guys. Looks great. I was actually going to wait and do one reveal this week, one reveal next week. And I
1: thought, ah, we'll just do them all now. So I've got a project for Nigel. Oh yeah. What's that? I want him to create a transparent WrestleMania sign for me to put in this corner. That way. Anytime I mention WrestleMania, I can go. Is that what you want to do? And, and point at it. Yeah. Do you think that they might
2: consider that uh, IP infringement?
1: I think that playing the damn trademarked Million Dollar Man copyrighted song might be...
2: No, 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 because Ted DiBiase would vouch for us. He would vouch for us. It'd be okay.
1: Well, he did He did officially crown me the Million Dollar Champion. This exactly. This is video.
2: We're keeping him relevant. We're keeping him relevant.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He <laughs> won't have a
2: problem with it.
1: <laughs> he, he needs help. What's on the list?
2: Yeah, I have the list of Jimmy Van, and it is full of stuff, and the first thing that I have on the list... You must be stopped. I actually texted you on Monday night. I was a little concerned because you pre uh you prematurely ejaculated all over yourself when hey, you when you w- when you held up Mister the- <laughs> Mister. What are you doing? Okay. Did you not respond to my text with the word guilty when I said that? Did you or did you not?
1: My phone must have auto-corrected not guilty. Oh, is that what it was? Some error. Was? Ah. If it, if it auto-corrected,
2: that means that you've been guilty a lot, if it would auto-correct a guilty, right?
1: I don't want to talk about this anymore. Go on.
2: You li- held that shirt over your head, and then you had to wipe yourself down and fan yourself, all right?
1: It's a beautiful shirt. You
2: have it there? You want to hold it up? You want to take this opportunity?
1: I, I don't have it here, but, you know, it's a beautiful
2: shirt. Is it because shirt. it's in the wash now, Sean? Is that why you don't have it there? You're screaming into the mic,
1: Jimmy. You need a pop filter. Do you have a pop filter? You need one. I have no idea. No but idea. listen, if anybody wants one of those shirts, they can do what everybody else is supposed to do and head over to prowrestlingtees.com slash Sean Ross Sap. I'm probably just going to donate the proceeds. Donate the proceeds to what? Donate the proceeds to your in-house gym that you're building. All right, it's already done. Actually, it's just a cardio room. Oh, it's, so it's done already? Yeah, I talked to my wife into letting me turn our formal living room that we don't use yeah. into a cardio room. Because at least then we'll use it. Because she doesn't want to go out to the studio out back. She doesn't want to trudge through the cold weather and go there. So I'm keeping my weights out there and uh, my cardio equipment downstairs.
2: Fantastic. Yeah. So yeah, so the so the first thing on my list today was the uh, boy shirt uh, Monday Night Raw review show episode that I had to witness Uh, we'll go ahead and move on. I actually had an interesting conversation this morning. Uh, -hmm. a, a, good friend of mine is a corporate lawyer and he deals with a lot of, uh, like IP law and acquisitions and stuff like that. And I mentioned the Matt Hardy situation to him with, uh, with impact wrestling. And, uh, he had a very interesting take. So obviously the first thing he said was, I'd have to see the contract. That's that's what they yeah. say. He'd have to see the contract. So obviously there could be something in the contract that gives Impact Wrestling uh, the rights to the Matt Hardy uh, IP. But he told me based on what I told him, which is based on the limited information that we have, that it'll be difficult for Impact to uh, to defend the ownership of of that IP.
1: That's what he I, said. I agree. I've talked to both sides. Uh, Matt Hardy's livid. And when I say livid, that is not a fair understatement. Like me and Shane just filmed our show and he's like, Oh, is he livid? Do you you know more than I do? (laughs) No, but I know enough to know that he's livid. Right. I know that he's extremely angry. And me and Matt Hardy did not always see eye to eye. Like, we used to throw little jabs at each other, like, all the time. Mm -hmm. It takes a lot to get under Matt Hardy's skin, but when you take away a gimmick that, is going between all the Hardys combined and Senor Benjamin is probably a seven figure payday when all is said and done. Between like the five of them, whoa, whoa uh, a seven figure
2: payday over what period of time in a year? Career, oh, oh, yeah, it's for thinking, sure, for
1: sure. I mean, you talk Senor Benjamin, Rebby, Maxwell in the future. You don't think Maxwell's going to be attending autograph signings until he's 60 running this gimmick? Right. Wrong, he will be for if sure. he never gets into wrestling, he'll be there. at – Mid-Atlantic Comic-Con when he's 60, dressed up in the gear with some wig on. <clears throat> I, yeah, it's it's really weird. And at, you can hear more about this on Friday's show with Shane Helms. Register free for early access at Fightful.com. But he's, he says, I just wish Impact would drop it. I don't know what we are gaining from this. I think
2: the reason they did it is because uh, I think when word got out about the contract situation and about how they kind of screwed Matt on the contract – by throwing in stuff last minute that he wasn't aware of. Uh, The Hardy gimmick is very popular with internet wrestling fans, and I think when word got out that they did that, I think they were looking at this as a way to curtail the whole thing because I think they thought, well, if we can get ownership of of it, then he can't continue to do it, and then it'll kind of quietly
1: go away. You know what's funny is that they're starting this new regime, and all over their show last week, it was a terrible show, terrible Mm -hmm. show. There were a few things I liked about it, which you can go back to. The Sunday show I did, and I, I talk a lot about that, they spent the entire time saying, well, the old regime was bad. The old regime was bad. The old regime was bad. Then they take the most beloved characters on their show, and they take legal action against them. Mm-hmm. That, is, that is bad business. I think it's a bad look. I think it's it's gross. Also, you got your other. You, you know who's b- beloved talent number two? EC3, who is going to be attending the Broken Hardys tailgate. Oh, from WWN here in a couple of weeks, there were a lot of people upset. There were – I know EC3 and Eli Drake were not that happy about the, the whole – well, the whole – everything about Impact sucked for the last few years, uh-huh. th- that whole thing. But I think that you taking legal action against these beloved characters who worked their asses off, who broke their bodies, who helped finance these segments – That's a bad look, Jimmy. I
2: think it'd be good if they knew how to turn this into a a, a heel authority figure. Kind of like how Vince McMahon used uh, the Montreal Screwjob to become the biggest heel in wrestling at the time. I mean, if... if, How
1: long before Ed Nordholm's on TV? Have you ever seen even video of him? Like, is he capable? Doesn't matter. Yeah, I told you. When When has that ever stopped somebody from putting themselves on TV? I told
2: you he's looked at my LinkedIn a couple times. And uh, I looked at his once as well. I wonder if he saw our podcast and saw that I was shitting on ownership for getting taken for a ride by Jeff Jarrett, which I still
1: believe is the case. And if he didn't like that, you know, I'm still getting the press releases, so that's a positive. But, I mean, hey, look at you. You put yourself on screen. Absolutely. Yes, I did. <laughs> Someone's got to keep you under control. Hey, this is probably the most fun show because we never have technical errors on this show. Every other show, except for the Raw show, I, at some point I've had some technical error with that just – Yesterday had me mad. Google has me pissed last night. but Now, I, I told you before we went on today,
2: reboot your PC. Do you do that before the it SmackDown and Raw shows? Oh, I do
1: it before every show. Oh, it's not always that. It's it's just a Google issue that keeps happening. I don't know. But uh, it is getting figured out, guys. You all deserve better, and you'll get better. But yeah, Ed Nordholm, I wouldn't be shocked to hear. I mean, what I told you, you said that he pretty much seems like, I hate to use the term Mark, but he seems like a Mark that, was in the position to invest and the people that I talked to in regards to the situation said, yeah, that would be accurate. All I know
2: is he was tweeting a bunch of photos. You remember hearing about that Oscar uh, screw up, right? When the, uh, when the accountant was too busy backstage tweeting photos and gave out the wrong envelope before they did their, their, their first taping under the new regime, he was tweeting Ed Nordholm was tweeting photos like, Hey, here's Alberto Del Rio and all this kind of stuff. And he's the, he's the boss. You think Vincent Mann would ever do that? Never, never.
1: Some, sometimes in WWE, they will post videos or photos on their Instagram like, hey, here's who's about to come out. So Yeah, but it's not Vince or Hunter doing that. It's, it's,
2: it's somebody that handles their social media. This, this was on this guy's personal Twitter account doing this stuff. True. So I, True. I, I do think that he is a big wrestling fan. I think he enjoys being around it. I think that Jeff Jarrett has sold him a bill of goods that he may or may not be able to fulfill. And uh, yeah, that's what I think is going on. That's my opinion.
1: Yeah, for I think Jeff Jarrett has uh, some other plans, some non-TNA plans that he hopes to get going there. Right. What's 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 next on your list? Uh so it seems like
2: this week there is a lot of discussion going on about the whole AJ Styles versus Shane McMahon match at WrestleMania. I want to ask your take on it. What do you think about AJ
1: Styles being booked against Shane McMahon? So here's the good and the bad of it. Um, AJ Styles is not young. I wonder how many WrestleMania matches the guy will have left. Maybe he'll be a Jericho and he'll wrestle until he's 46, 47. If that's the case, awesome. Because if somebody could do it, I'd say it's that guy. It does speak very well of how WWE views AJ Styles because Vince McMahon ain't going to put somebody in there with his kid, with his son, who he knows can can go a little bit, but is also forty seven. But he's not going to put somebody in there. That's a marquee match to Vince McMahon. He thinks he trusts this guy.
2: Yeah, and do, that he trusts you, him
1: to have a good match.
2: You think Shane can go for real?
1: For if you said to me, "Hey, somebody who's had fifty matches," I think he. Well, they're they're going as a lot of things. He gets a lot of psychology too. Like he. He's picked up on that so far that it it helps him. It crutches him. Hmm. He's got some athletic gifts. He's got some natural charisma. Yeah, I I wouldn't have done this. I wouldn't have, especially when you got a Kurt Angle foaming at the mouth to wrestle when you have. And, boy, you want to talk about hot. Imagine if last night Shane McMahon came out and said, AJ Styles wants a match so bad, I got somebody who can face. And in front of that Pittsburgh crowd, he brings out Kurt Angle. Yeah, that would have been huge. That would have been huge. And later on, on Talking Smack, he says, I know what Kurt Angle can do because the man sent me through a plate glass window. Right. The man beat the shit out of me. I know what he can do. And we know AJ and Kurt Angle can have great matches.
2: Right. That would, have been, that, would have been that, that would have been an immediate marquee matchup. I I I think that I mean Shane McMahon to me is not a wrestler and he never was. I think I think just because he's had 50 matches, to me, he is a spot guy. To me, he is a guy. If you want a guy to do a coast to coast from one turnbuckle to the other and do a drop kick through a garbage can, oh, yeah. you go to Shane. If you want a guy that's gonna chain wrestle and and he's not the guy. He's not a wrestler. His punches he, he his punches embarrass me because they're so
1: terrible. Hey, you so could say terrible. the same say the same thing about Jeff Hardy. I'd Jeff Hardy can't chain-wrestle worth a shit. His punches are terrible. Yeah. John morrison has been in wrestling for for over a decade, and I, I'm not a fan of his punches. Uh, he can chain-wrestle, though. I don't want to accuse him of not being able to. But a Jeff Hardy, very similar. But, I mean, you can make a career doing that. However, Shane McMahon isn't Jeff Hardy. Here's the thing. I'm surprised Shane's even back in there because the man could have died at Survivor Series. Mm. that spear was so nasty. That was one of the most gross looking spears I've ever seen in my life. Mm. I I know that AJ will pull a good match out of it because he is AJ Styles. And to me, he is untouchable right now. He's untouchable.
2: I'll tell you the good news for AJ Styles. Uh, It's going to get a lot of promotion. I mean, it already is because you know that Vince McMahon truly believes that Shane McMahon is the same caliber in terms of a star as Triple H or as The Undertaker, maybe even as Brock Lesnar. You know Vince thinks that. He thinks that Shane yeah. is an is an upper echelon superstar. And so they're going to give it a lot of promotion. And you know Shane's going to do some big jump off of something. Um, I'll, And AJ's a, a phenomenal wrestler, no pun intended. And he's going to be able to carry the match. I don't have a big problem. It, it seems like a lot of the, the wrestling purists are shitting on it because Shane's not a wrestler. And they think that AJ deserves better. But if you want to talk about, again, AJ getting pushed into WrestleMania, he's going to get much more out of this match than he would if it was Shinsuke Nakamura. Because, again, it, it's shame it me, Vince is going to give a lot of TV time to this, uh, this match. So I look at it like that's the positive coming out of it. Yeah, and let me know. tell you this, AJ better damn well win. Because if Shane wins when he's not a regular yeah. performer, that would suck.
1: Yeah, that's why I don't have a problem if Roman Reigns beats Undertaker, whether he's a babyface or a heel. I, I just think that's the right move. Uh, yeah, but I don't know if AJ needs any more screen time. He's been all over the show. He has been, he has been SmackDown. Yeah, since July. You're
2: right, but but I mean at least it keeps him there. And and imagine if they had it gone with Shane and Brock like they had talked about. Because let me tell you, having to watch Brock sell for Shane for three seconds would piss me off. Because yeah. it would be so ludicrous. So so Brock
1: didn't. Brock didn't want anything to do with that match.
2: Yeah, I wonder if he didn't because you know Brock doesn't really care about wins and losses. I wonder if he didn't want to do it because he thought he might hurt Shane accidentally. Uh because imagine Shane taking those Germans. Like, that's tough, you know? So if if you have to pick AJ versus Shane or or Shane versus Brock, I would take AJ versus Shane all day long. At least that's the one positive. I, I would agree. What else you got on the list? Uh, I want to talk about uh, John Cena and Nikki Bella against Miz and Maurice, and I want to admit I was wrong because I thought when when word was coming out that this match was going to happen, I thought it was a bad idea. I thought that it was taking place primarily because Nikki Bella has some kind of mystical, magical force over John Cena, uh, which she does, and she has been able to uh, take advantage of him and, and better her career since they got together. So I thought this was being done because it was her way of getting elevated by him. But I was wrong to a degree because Miz has been tremendous in this whole thing. you
1: am getting some static on your end. Really? Yeah. Okay. I might have to... Uh, oh, yeah. Your audio is mad screwed up. Mute that real quick and I'll talk. Okay. Either way, guys, I'm going to... Uh, yeah, I, I think that Nikki Bella and... Yeah, I'm still getting it. Of course, of course, I said that we don't have technical errors on this show, and we do. Guys, let me know uh, how yep, the yep, audio is on your Maybe end. I got it. Did I turn it off. Jimmy's gonna fix his audio. So is
2: that any better? The Miz,
1: Nope, not at all. The Ms. Marie situation, I think, is great. I mean, Ms. has earned this spot, in, in my opinion. We good? Yeah, we're good now. Thank you, sir. Ms. And Maurice, good thing I have, let me tell you something. Good, this thing, good fair, thing This isn't fair. Because whenever I <laughs> have technical screw ups over here, it's me. Me, six cats. Maybe my wife is around. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. But if I if I'm like, hey, Kara, come in here. Help me out. Help me out with this. She's gonna say, uh, sorry, I'm watching Investigation Discovery. Yeah. How about you screw off for a little bit? Yeah.
2: I uh, And you know what's funny about this? So that was Nigel that just came in here and saved this. I thought I thought Vir-
1: no, that's not true. I saw Virgil move over there right. and
2: adjust that. Are you kidding? I, I would tell Virgil, the real Virgil, Mike Jones, can you turn on the computer and it would take him a day. But uh, Nigel, I don't even think is a wrestling fan, and yet he watches and listens to the podcast to make sure there are no technical issues. That's the kind of people we have here, Sean. That's who I'm dealing with.
1: Well, I think that Miz has earned this spot. And Maurice too, even though she hasn't wrestled in like six and a half years.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I think their work pushed them into this spot. And that—that that is that's promising. That somebody like the Miz, who was dead in the water, who has been dead in the water multiple times, mind you, mm-hmm. is able to have such good work that Vince McMahon will say, you know what? We're going to put you in there with Cena.
2: And don't you think it's indicative once again of what can happen when you let a guy talk and you don't write his promos word for word? Like look what happens because there is no chance that Miz's promos are being written word for word. They're basically letting him do what he wants and you're seeing how entertaining it is. This is indicative of why they need to stop with the word for word promos and, and just give the guys bullets and let them do their thing. It's so much more entertaining when they do that.
1: Sometimes you can have train wrecks like that women's promo last week. Baron Corbin, he's the worst. I don't know if you've heard the SmackDown podcast, but every time he's asked a question, he then repeats the question.: Right, right. I, don't, I hate it. Yeah. Somebody says, "What age is your oldest cat, Sean? Um, <laughs> I think five and a half years?
2: Would you believe my one cat, because I only have one
1: cat, just turned five this week?: Oh wow. Yeah. we should we should set up a play date. Yeah, sure, sure, Sean. Let's do that. Your cat can come over here and talk about its free health care and its great college education while I'm sitting here struggling just to get my, my audio working so I can put my cats through Cat College.
2: Technically, your cats have free health care, too. Do they? Yeah, because you're paying for it.
1: They're not yes. paying for it. Very, very funny. There you go. Rob says, somebody in, the, actually, somebody in the chat named Rob, not Rob McCarran, says, don't call Nigel a cat. nigel's not a
2: bad name for a cat really if you think about it
1: i had a cat named nigel of course you did of course you did i did nigel oliver wasn't another one named oliver yeah there's nigel oliver jenny davis the cat uh (laughs) and then a couple that my wife named she named after like kofi natalie uh which is after natalia melvin after ufc fighter melvin gallard i'm at least glad that you're not like george foreman and you don't have six
2: cats and they're all named sean Ross App.
1: Do, do they all name? Did he name all of his cats George Foreman?
2: No, all of his sons are named George. Oh, yeah, and they all go by nicknames or middle names, but they're all named George.
1: Damn. Yeah.
2: What's next on your list? I want to talk about Adam Rose for a minute. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about so him. Adam Rose announced that he's retiring from wrestling after 2017. I think he's been wrestling again as Leo Kruger, uh, and he said he's retiring. So oh, just Kruger. Yeah. Okay, I. Uh, I think this one's a little bit unfortunate. I think this was a bit of a wasted talent because if you saw the ESPN E60 show when they did the NXT special, he was the guy they focused the show on, and all they did was show the real guy. Like All they did was say, here's this guy. He's in his mid-30s. He's trying to make it as a wrestler. He's married. He's got a son with a birth defect, uh, and all they did was show him being himself, and it was the most compelling part of that whole special. The Adam Rose gimmick was never going to work. It was never going to work on the main roster, uh, and, uh, but the guy, I think, had potential. I mean, I realized at the end when he uh, was released, he was having personal problems with his wife, and I think he had some sus- substance abuse issues, but, uh, and there's nothing you can do about that stuff, in, I guess, in terms of saving his career or, or not having to make a decision on him, but I thought the guy had potential just by looking at that documentary, so it's unfortunate that things didn't work out, and now he's going to you know move away from the business.
1: They dropped the ball uh-huh. with that because Adam Rose wasn't going to get over. Leo Kruger wasn't going to work probably. Right. And that's what he's gone back to doing is the Kruger thing. You can't use Leo Kruger because WWE owns it. Right. He got rid of his Adam Rose Twitter, started a new one. It's only got like 1,800 followers. Right. So he just decided to hang it up. But they that was sympathetic. They don't – and they, they wouldn't use it. I thought for sure they were going to with all the buzz that got.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm
1: they should have you they should have it handed to you on a silver platter and if not push the guy Yep. at least do the old thing that they did with Zack Ryder when he got himself over use him to try to put somebody else over because that's what they did Zack Ryder got a million followers had a hot show mm-hmm. and they used it to make it look like he couldn't change a tire so Kane could beat him up mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. they didn't do it no it's it's Just a complete drop ball. At least just one appearance, one mention. Yeah. I mean, when you look at... Have somebody drop the line in the promo. Like, I don't care about your kid. Yeah. You look at Mick Foley in the mid-90s. Mick Foley was at
2: a crossroads with the Mankind character because he had finished up his storyline with uh, The Undertaker. So what did they do? They did a series of of interviews with Jim Ross, or it was one interview that they split up, and they showed real-life footage of him growing up and, and creating dude love as a character and jumping off the roof that got him over and the next thing you know inside of 2 years he's the WWF champion they should have played footage from that show they should have put more time and effort into his real life persona uh and he could have got it over it's a shame when i heard that he's retiring but is what it is got anything else on your list oh man of course of course and you know why i had to do my list this week is because when i was finished last week and i said go ahead and take over and your response was i got nothing so hey I got to be prepared. I want to talk a little bit about Dean Ambrose. Yeah. Uh, Tell me if you think I'm right or wrong. I think Dean Ambrose, if you look at where he was with the Shield when he was the U.S. champion, uh, he was the leader of the Shield, and when you look at him where he is now, my opinion – his fall, and maybe it's questionable to say it was a fall because, yes, he was the world champion. Yes, he was in a main event storyline with with AJ Styles. I think that was done out of necessity because there was nobody else on SmackDown to put it at the top of the card. Aside from that stuff, I feel like he's kind of fallen off a little bit, and I think a lot of it is his own doing. Uh, yeah. You saw the Stone Cold podcast where he was terrible, and if I was Vince McMahon watching that podcast, I would have pulled the belt off him the next day because he sucks so much. And now uh, he did an interview with a podcast on with uh, Roger Sportsnet here in Canada. And I want to read a quote that he said and get your thoughts on it. He said, I'm happier when I'm going like 30 minutes every night getting tossed around and then come back to the locker room and like my nose is bleeding, I'm coughing up blood and shit. Is he an idiot? These people work four matches a week, five matches a week, 200, 250 days a year. And you want to go 30 minutes a night and come back coughing up blood every night. Am I missing I wonder, something, Sean, or is he just a stupid person?
1: I wonder if if some of that was like him trying to let the character go through. I don't know. but You think he was just doing the whole thing kayfabe? I mean, any interview I hear, I suspect that there will be at least some degree of kayfabe. You think that the I Austin mean,
2: podcast was completely
1: a work on his part? No, I don't think anything like that is completely a work. Mm. I just think that that's, that lives in them. So uh, the Dean Ambrose thing, he's stale. Yeah. He doesn't do new moves. He wears street clothes. I, I don't. Yeah. Seth Rollins seems like the only one who has truly moved on from the shield and adopted a new persona, adopted a new thing. Yeah. He doesn't, he's, he's got a different wrestling style. He's got different wrestling gear. He's got different music. Dean Ambrose is just, he, he changed out of his shield gear and he never changed into anything else. That was the type of thing.
0: Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each. All with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
1: Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. I now know. I'm not asking him to come out there and wrestle in tights or anything, but mm-hmm.
2: I think he's, he's too hard. It's he's trying too hard to be cool. Uh, mm-hmm. I think do you remember the Lita the Lita Hall of Fame speech? Remember that? Yeah. And and it might go down as the worst speech in the history of the Hall of Fame. She went she went on for about eight and a half hours. Uh, and she kept on. I thought trying too hard to be cool the, the way she was doing that okay. speech. Dean Ambrose, I kind of feel the same thing. He tries too hard to make like he's uh, James Dean type of guy. Yeah. And uh, let me tell you something. You know how I was talking earlier about how Nikki Bella has some kind of magical mystical force over John Cena. Dean Ambrose has something on Renee Young because he hit the jackpot with that one. When when you look at uh, when you look at how he's doing, but uh,
1: well, the WWE hit the jackpot on Dean Ambrose hitting the jackpot. Because I feel like if he were, if he they weren't a thing, she'd have been long gone working for somebody. Yeah, else. I agree, working for an NBC, an ESPN, uh, somebody like that. Because she is a talent; she is fantastic. I agree. I agree. She. It's, 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 go ahead. It's so weird to me how much she has improved and evolved in her roles, but Dean Ambrose, Dean Ambrose hasn't. I agree.
2: I I think that if they did a draft lottery of uh, people in WWF media or WWE media, she'd be my first round draft pick because she is phenomenal. She can do the professional thing like we've talked about before. She also is able to shoot the shit and and be personable with the talent. Yeah, Yeah, Renee's great. And I'm not just saying that because she's Canadian. She is. uh, She is amazing. One more thing on my list. Oh, one more thing. I want your opinion. Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather. This thing will not go away. Do you think it's
1: going to happen? Yeah, I think it eventually. You really happens. think it's going to happen? I do. But here's the thing. I mean, here's the formula, guys, because getting tired of these stories. I really am. I mean, they get attention, so whatever. Whatever, whatever brings your asses to the site, guys. Mm-hmm. Conor got his license. Okay, cool now keep in mind one of the things i hate is when people say conor mcgregor trying to stay relevant conor mcgregor didn't cook up these rumors floyd mayweather didn't he admitted as much he said i came up with these rumors and then it's like okay so last week there's a thing i think it was flow combat the t-mobile arena has reserved a date in june i'm like yeah it ain't happening it ain't happening in june Because Conor McGregor's having a kid in May. Is that what they were suggesting? They were suggesting it was going to be for that fight? Yes. Really? Really? And I was like, you're high off your asses. And then the thing that came out last week, Floyd Mayweather Mayweather says he's out of retirement to set up a fight with Conor McGregor. And I'm like, was he going to be retired but fight Conor McGregor? What the hell? He was unretired from the moment last March when Mm -hmm. he said, give me Conor McGregor.
2: Mm -hmm. to me there's only one thing about this whole this whole situation that tells me that it might happen now and i've i've forever thought that it won't happen there's one thing that tells me it might and that one thing is dana white telling tmz it's nowhere near being done that was his quote before he would say it's never going to happen he would say conor mcgregor's under ufc contract floyd mayweather is a boxer it's never going to happen and that was his uh that was his comment. Now he says it's nowhere near being done. That tells me he's thinking about it, and they need his uh, support in order to do it. So that's why now I think maybe it will happen just because if they got Dana White, there's no stopping it. But yeah. uh, but without the UFC's uh, support, it's just not going to happen. But,
1: yeah, it's, it's not. And I have a lot of people that, that are like, oh, Floyd is going to mop the floor with him. Yeah, he will. Oh, he yeah. He will. Yeah. Now, now Conor McGregor has a puncher's chance. Everybody has a puncher's chance, especially a guy at his level. Also, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people don't realize how much bigger Conor McGregor is than mm-hmm. Floyd Mayweather physically. Mm-hmm. He's big. He's a southpaw. Mm-hmm. That, that's something. And what we've seen, Conor McGregor could take a punch. He can take a shot. I mean, he's gotten hit by the best of them, and he doesn't go out. Yeah, I think think it's one thing
2: to take a shot from Nate Diaz. I think it's another thing to take a shot from Floyd Mayweather
1: in in a boxing
2: ring. But uh, let me ask you this question: Do you think, because you know that WME has spent a shitload of money on uh, the UFC, do you think that WME is telling Dana White it's a massive risk to put Conor in a boxing ring with Floyd? But we got to see a return, and we'll see a big return if they if we do that fight, even though they risk hurting the uh, reputation of Conor McGregor in the process. Do you think that might be what they're thinking? We need to do this because we got to see big return?
1: Yes, and I don't think it'll hurt Conor McGregor that much. Conor McGregor lost to Nate Diaz, then turned around and broke a pay-per-view record. It is very, Uh. very easy for Conor McGregor to save face here, Jimmy. All he has to say is, Floyd Mayweather wanted to fight me in one aspect of MMA. Mm. One aspect. He didn't want any parts of a kickboxing fight and if I were Conor I would come out and say that. Say, yeah, I'll do your little boxing fight. I would ha- I would kind of demean it whether he wants to or not. I'll do your little boxing fight cuz I know you won't fight me in a real fight. You won't you won't employ all the skills. You won't even employ half the skills in kickboxing cuz if it's kickboxing, hmm. Conor McGregor wins that too. Oh, for uh, sure, for sure, for sure. Like and it's not even close. If I were him, I would do that. Set up that built-in excuse for when you likely lose. But I don't think that loss really affects him. I think that more people will know who Conor McGregor is because of this, even though almost everybody already knows who it is. And for Floyd, he's not dumb. His, last, his retirement pay-per-view did like 400,000 buys. Mm-hmm. If Conor McGregor did 400,000 buys, he would jump off the Empire State Building. <laughs> he would cry. He would be like, well, good to see you later.
2: So what you're saying is if Conor McGregor draws 400,000 buys, he's going to commit suicide. This is what you're saying. Yeah,
1: pretty much. He's going to
2: wrap it up just like that.
1: And I'm not saying that Floyd Mayweather can't draw. He and Triple G, that would do great. By the way, we got coverage of that Triple G fight this Saturday on Fightful.com as well as UFC London. World Series of Fighting has a good card too. But if, if Floyd Mayweather knows Floyd, that conor mcgregor is the pay-per-view draw hey yeah. if he could fight ronda rousey he'd do that too and she might beat him if, i mean if it was an mma fight i think she'd take him yeah, if, it, if it were an mma fight and they started within clinch range i think she probably would because he could not stop a, a throw i think amanda Nunes might punch harder than he does if it's if it's anything beyond clinch range he's probably going to piece her up because her boxing is terrible. I had a guy arguing with me because I said Mackenzie Dern, who we have an exclusive interview with coming up soon to Fightful.com, By the way, I said her striking was better than Rousey's, and mm-hmm. he's like, "No, Ronda Rousey's knocked people out," and I'm like, oh, "Well, that's nice. So did Dada five thousand. He knocked people out too." <laughs> do you but,
2: think that because? Do you think that because Ronda wouldn't have to worry about takedowns or she wouldn't have to worry about anything with Floyd that she might just rush him and grab him? You think that could no, happen?
1: No, she tried. She tried to do that with Amanda Nunes this time. She tried to. like. I, I watched that actually last week. She was trying to grasp. She was trying to. Floyd Mayweather hits a lot faster. I used to be of that mentality. Like If, if it were MMA, she would get him, throw him. If it mm. starts within clinch range, that's it. Mm-hmm. Then, no, it, it's not lasting. She's going to toss you ass over tea kettle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can't believe we're still talking about this. You got <laughs> anything else on this list? <laughs> Now I'm I'm just envisioning in my head
2: Ronda Rousey getting an armbar on Floyd Mayweather. I'm just picturing that in my head. If they
1: grappled, he would get tapped out in under 30 seconds. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. Speaking of, speaking of, our boy Matt Riddle, I I keep hearing about these seminars he does, and he tells me at the end I grapple with a lot of people uh, just to make them feel like they did something. So a guy who attended it posted on Reddit, and he said, you couldn't imagine how dominant it it is. One guy was lucky and he made it 40 seconds. Oh yeah. I can see that. And this is a tired Matt Riddle after he's grappled like 15, 20 people. I, I don't think that people understand because, you know, there were some people who, when we, when we did the, the story about Matt Riddle shooting Goldberg, they're like, mm-hmm. yeah, I bet he could. Yeah. Right. You don't understand. <laughs> you don't understand guys. Like, The difference in, like, if I train with somebody off the streets, I've hit pedigrees on people in live grappling. Mm -hmm. Then I'll go and I'll train with somebody much smaller who has experience just in Bellator. They'll tap me out in 20, 25 seconds. That's it. Mm -hmm, mm
2: -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. That's all I got for my list, man. You can uh, take over here for the next little bit.
1: Oh, I got nothing. I got nothing. Of course you don't. Of course you don't. See that interview I have with Jim Ross last week? Uh, You interviewed Jim Ross last week? You know I interviewed Jim Ross last week.
2: Don't act ridiculous. I did catch that interview. He, uh, yeah, he's interesting. He's interesting. He's he's a little bit dry occasionally, but he's interesting. Would you prefer him to be wet? Uh, no, but you would if he's wearing your T-shirt.
1: He's wearing a Hogsworth shirt. <laughs> Yeah, go? there's going to be lots of stories coming up about that. Also, uh, I interviewed Joe Coff. That went up last week. We have an interview with Rampage Jackson that's coming up next week. He's How's got a fight going? against uh, – it, it was Rampage Jackson. He talks about was how he... his beef with King Mo started. Was he funny? Was he telling jokes? Or was he not in a good mood? I don't know if he's got that that light in his eye anymore. Ah, uh, I see.
2: Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean?
1: He used to be fun. Now yeah. he's there for the paycheck. He's not even cutting weight.
2: Uh, uh, that's too bad. If you go back and look at some of those videos of uh, rampage with Ariel Helwani, he was awesome. He was, I've always been a big fan of rampage Jackson just because of the personality and, but that's too bad. If he's kind of just calling it in now, that's unfortunate.
1: Well, I mean, he's old, he's getting his paycheck. He didn't want to be a bellator anyway. He wanted to go back to the UFC. That's right. They forced his hand, so to speak. Hey guys, what's your this
2: question? Oh sorry, go ahead. Go ahead and do your little your little pitch thing. I was
1: going to tell I was going to tell guys to register at fightful.com. We're going to be doing I'm going to be doing some uh, members only shows that will never be released to the public just for registered members. Uh it'll also be exclusive to YouTube. Uh we'll talk about really anything you all want from wrestling to MMA to my great taste in uh movies. So you're going to talk about a lot of just non-wrestling stuff, just like random stuff. Yeah. Also, also, I was just told by Carlos he's interviewing sexy star from Lucha Underground. She is transitioning to a boxing career. Aye, yeah. Yikes!
2: How do
1: you That's, feel about uh, that?
2: Uh, good luck making a living on that. I don't know. She might get. Nope. She might make enough to like buy a hot dog and get a glass of orange juice.
1: Well, she's she's a star in Mexico, and boxing's big in Mexico. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Good luck to her. Let me ask you this question, Sean.
2: What yeah. uh, what kind of music do you listen to normally? What kind of stuff do you listen to?
1: Well, I have the hashtag SRS Jam of the Day. Oh,
2: see, Why don't I did I, I no, nah, I'm not a big social media guy. I don't check all that crap.
1: Well, well, let's let's take a look. Let's take a look at, at my previous jams of the day. I know I got a tribe called Quest. That's my favorite. I was thinking. I was
2: thinking like the Mini Pops, the Chipmunks.
1: The uh, shit of the pops. What is that? <laughs> Royal Blood, I like Royal Blood. Uh, there's Lunas, the Fugees, Barbara Streisand. Oh, you're you're hilarious.
2: <laughs> she's not in there. She's not in there. Okay, I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you right now. You know how Anna's very talented with the uh, with the video and audio. You doing the clapping that you just did? She's gonna use that. She is going to use that. Oh, probably. Oh, I know she is. I know she is.
1: By the way, guys, you can see Anna every Tuesday now on our SmackDown show and Most Ridiculous, which is quickly getting a high profile. She was on Talking Sheep podcast this week as well. They love her. Everybody loves Anna. Anna's great. She's coming to America soon.
2: She's coming to America. Yeah. Is she going to stay in Queens, and is they going to call her Akeem? And
1: I don't know. I know that she's on her way. I think she's going to New York. We're, I'm trying to figure out something to help her out a little bit. But, uh, yeah, we got Anna. Interesting. Interesting.
2: Also, I wanna, I'm want to. i going to give a little plug for uh, for my buddy Justin Roberts. His book is coming why? out. What do you mean, why? Why? If you're able to plug your six cats in your ya boy t-shirt, I can damn well plug a buddy of mine named Justin Roberts. He has a book coming out called uh, Best Seat in the House about his time in WWE. I got a copy of it this week. Just started reading it. Um, So, yeah, I wanted to give that little plug. What's wrong with
1: that? We should just plug all of our friends' stuff.
2: Yeah, but mine are actually worthwhile. Like, yeah, I don't need to know about the guy at the corner store that you talk to when you buy gas.
1: I don't need to know about that. The Handy Mart is a terrible store. (laughs) To is that, be honest, is that what they know. call it? It's called the yeah, Handy Mart? Ewing, the Ewing Handy Mart, and with regularity, I buy items from there that are expired, and I have to turn around and take them back. Monster Energy drinks. They don't, even, they, don't cover the, they don't carry the one flavor that I like anymore. I bought all of them, and for some reason, they're like, hey, we sold a lot of these. We better not carry them anymore.
2: Maybe you were the only person that acquired
1: them. Well, they were and always out that? of stock. So, I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me. Hmm. Who cares if I'm the only person who bought them?
2: I think, my, did you ever watch Seinfeld? Were you ever a Seinfeld fan?
1: Of course, I was a Seinfeld fan. Remember
2: when Elaine was stocking up on sponges because they were going out? Yeah. You might yeah. have to do that with your flavor of Monster Energy drink.
1: Stocking well, luckily, up. my local Kroger c- carries 10 packs.
2: So, oh, I was able good. to do that.
1: Also. also, I have my tea here, my Stevia sweetened tea. How many uh those monster energy drinks do you drink in a day? I try to limit it to two. As you know, Jimmy, I was up at three a.m. last night. I you tried told to me. not drink any after ten p.m. Right, but I mean, I'm always up till three. It's just sometimes I'll wake up at nine or tenish. But there, this time change, man, it messed me up. Yeah, me too. It did. When you have a kid, especially, it really screws you up. Now, do, you well, do let you me ask you, Why the hell do we even do this anymore? Why is just keep the keep it lighter later. Why? Why do we need to change it? Is there a is there a scientific reason? You're really passionate about this topic. I hate it. I hate when it gets dark at 4:45.
2: Well, at least by keeping it like this now, it's it's, you know, now it stays light longer because of this. But actually, I think there was actually talk about getting rid of it. Remember there was talk about just abolishing yeah. the whole idea. I know it was moved back by a week. Oh, I see I
1: didn't even know that yeah that was that was a while back. Ah, uh, are you a, a religious back. guy? Do you celebrate Easter? I don't bring up religion on podcasts, so are you a religious guy? Do you celebrate Easter? I celebrate Easter, but I am not religious. Got I celebrate it. any holiday that gives me an excuse to eat junk food, so you just you're
2: all about the rabbits and the eggs and, and oh yeah, do you and your wife hide eggs around the house for each other to find?
1: No, we hide them for our cats. don't for be ridiculous your cats. For your cats. <laughs> Ridiculous, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> for each other. Get out of here. That's about what I would have expected. For your cats. And see, I, when is Easter? Oh, that's next month. That's next Yeah, month.
2: I'm not a religious guy. I only I only know what's coming up because one of my guys is, and he sell, he's uh, honoring Lent right now. That's how I know.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Glad I don't have to do that. I mean, I'm doing the low-carb, high-protein right now because – I don't want to look like a tub of shit if I, if I take some bookings this year. But Are you actually going to do that this year? Uh, it depends. So I was told some very flattering things. It was basically, hey, we're going to run this show, maybe a series of shows near you. If you and your coach do the shows, we'll do them. But if not, then there's really no point in us coming there. there there's not, this isn't like a hotbed for pro wrestling. There aren't a uh-huh. lot of local talents. And my thing was, well, if you donate to a charity – that we want donate a portion, then we'll probably do it. Hmm. But if we're just lining your pockets then I don't really have a great interest in wrestling, to be honest with you. I mean, if people were to book me and or him somewhere else, sure, that's fine. But if they're going to come here, they're going to use our names. Then we want, I'm not going to take, I don't want to take money for wrestling bookings. I'm not a, I'm not a even semi-active wrestler. I just like to go have fun. And you know that you could go there and sell your merch. You could sell your t-shirt. I hate doing that. They actually told me to do that last time, and we were heels, so I felt weird doing that.
2: Let me tell you something. But when I when I did an independent show uh, years ago, uh, just to, just I was like the Sean Ross sap of this promotion, and uh, they actually said to me, "Do you want to go in the ring and you know cut a little promo or something?" The promoter actually said, "Why don't you get some eight by tens made?" Uh, and I and I said to him, 8 by tens of what? I'm 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 not even a wrestler." Yeah. And his response was, "Well, if you're on the show, people are going to buy it anyway." That's what he said.
1: They will. They will. Like it's, it's really weird. It is weird because we had, so we had, we ran the MMA gimmick because we are a fight team out of the local area and we had the flag and like the banner and all that stuff and the MMA gear. And we had fight team members who did not do pro wrestling. Just come out with us, walk out with us like an MMA fight. That was our whole thing. We would replace the turnbuckles with like the boxing ring padding and all that stuff we would run the whole gimmick like not let them do the match unless they announced us as a stuff and the people who walked to the ring with us were like had kids posing for pictures with them and i think that's pretty cool but
2: hmm so yeah. my, my next question was going to be what kind of ring gear do you wear but i think you answered it. so you wear fight shorts
1: i did wear fight shorts and then I, I i wore fight shorts and rash guard and like the kick pads but then i switched to a singlet I just like. Oh, really? you Wear a singlet. Do you wear elbow pads? Yes, elbow pads, knee pads.
2: Okay, interesting. And uh, what's your finisher? Yeah.
1: Why does everybody ask this? An impaler DDT, which I—that's I, that, what I did after that because I didn't really have to uh, do a finish before that. I was losing my damn matches.
2: Do you, do you yeah. did you come up with the impaler because you're a big Edge fan?
1: No, it was just a good move.
2: Or maybe uh, it was Gangrel, real, right? right? Gangrel had it first, didn't he?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, Edge did it too, but yeah. I mean, it was just a quick move I could do out of any- anywhere. Almost anybody could take it. There was nobody that I was going to wrestle that was too big for me to do that. And it was after the uh, the the MMA thing had run its course because we did a little split type of thing. Somebody says, do a fightful submission tourney. I might finish fifth in
2: that.
1: <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I might okay. be able to edge Joe out. Let's see. I, I am two. not trained in MMA. But Trig, Pearson, Trigg, Elias, yeah. Riddle, and probably Shane. Shane's got an amateur wrestling background. Yeah, so I might yeah. finish, maybe finish sixth. Maybe. I'm not trained, but I will scrap. So hey. if, if you tab me out, you're going to have to work for it.
2: But you probably will, but you have to work for it. Uh, another question I have, I have for you. Um, and this is, again, MMA-related, but ties into the site a little bit. Elias Theodoru on his show this week said that Vitor Balfour looks like a 50-year-old surfer. Uh, My question for you is, do you think, and I want your honest opinion, even though he works for the site, do you think Elias could take Vitor Like if they they put that match together?
1: I don't know. Uh, Here's the thing. Vitor's hand speed was still really good. It was good. I agree. I agree. It was very good, and that is going to cause problems for Elias. But then again, Elias has some really weird footwork and really weird striking. Like, we don't know what kind of problems – that's that's the thing. We don't know what kind of problems that that would cause for Vitor or anybody. Mm-hmm. I can't – it's hard for me to judge what an Elias fight is going to be like because how awkward his striking is and how awkward his stance is. Mm-hmm. For some people to work, other people won't. So, yes or no, do you think he could beat Vitor Belfour? I think he could. Would he? That's tough to say, man.
2: I don't know. And a follow-up question. I'm really putting you on the spot. Do you think that in his last fight, uh, all of his outside promotion, like the PERT Plus stuff, do you think that screwed up his performance and uh, he wasn't at his best?
1: It's hard for me to say because I don't really know his schedule, but I'm sure Uh it took away a little bit. Yeah.
2: Okay. Okay. I was
1: what, are you trying to start a beef here <laughs>
2: <laughs> No I, I'm, I'm, I'm very I mean I really like Elias Elias is a really good guy and uh, but I, I really believe that all of his extracurricular stuff impacted his performance in the cage. I know that uh, Joe asked him about it after that fight and Elias said no 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 he said you know it, everything was fine I disagree though I, I think that when you're in the middle of a camp, uh, and then you're going to LA to do a, a, a shoot for per plus and you're going to New York to do whatever he was doing. And you're going to Calgary to do commentary for a promotion. And you're doing all of that when you're supposed to be in your camp. I think it's going to affect your performance.
1: I do I too. Think. Yeah. I do too. I mean, I literally just traveled to San Antonio for the rumble and I was like, I need a couple of days off. Yeah. So I couldn't imagine flying one into the country, one into the country, one into the country. Yeah.
2: Let me ask you this question. What did you you think of the Kevin Owens-Brock Lesnar match uh, at MSG last weekend?
1: That was as long as it was going to be, and for what it was, that's as good of a match as you're going to have there. They they set it up really intelligently to where Owens got some offense in, and I love the spot where Owens got suplexed off the middle rope. Our our friend Demon Diva, who is going to write an article for us about how Owls got over in wrestling— Okay, yeah. Was able to get us video. It's up on our YouTube. The full match is up on YouTube as well as Finn Balor return video as well. Yeah, if you guys have any event footage, pass it along to me. Sean at Fightful.com. We love that stuff. Uh, we'll give did you, full credit you
2: see Did you see John Cena run at
1: Bray with the bear, with the Barricade? Did you see that? Yeah, I did. Did you see that? That's a house It's MSG, though. That's on my bucket list is to go to an MSG house show because they pull yeah. out all the stops there. Did you Ideally, see there I'd like was to go about, to a December 26th one.
2: Oh, because the Christmas one is good every year. Yeah. 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 Did you see that there was about two feet between uh, the barricade and Bray's head when he
1: uh, sold that, that spot? I didn't. I didn't see that. Really bad. Really bad. But that footage was People great. People keep asking us to do a Fightful show. Hey, guys, if the website blows up,
2: I'm sure we will. Yeah, we'd have to fill out our roster, though, because you need like a, probably,
1: what, a good eight matches. Now, here's the thing. We would we would bring in Vince Russo, mm-hmm. I'm sure. Brandon Howard does some wrestling. Yes, yep. I do a little bit. Of course, Matt's there if he's even still if he's not under WWE employee. We could set up a little something with Pearson and Elias. Dude, that'd be interesting. Because Elias is a or at the very least, Sean Pearson's a heel manager. Right? He's
2: awesome. He's Pearson's awesome.
1: He's still I Jason think he still Kincaid. trains.
2: Pearson still trains, I think.
1: I'm not I wouldn't be surprised. Jason yeah. Kincaid, Shane Helms is around. Uh Deanna Perazzo works everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Everywhere. I think she did a hundred and some matches last year.
2: You know, we could do Deanna and Anna, because uh, although Anna hey. I, I hear she's she's uh she's cut out the training, I hear. I hear she's not training anymore.
1: I think we can put her in touch with somebody in New York. I got some people. Hmm. hmm. We could put on a – we could put on – I would like somebody to challenge Carlos to a foot race at the event because he would screw him up. Oh, yeah? Is that saying? Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Y'all don't understand. Our boy Carlos trained for a marathon uh, this year.
2: We could do what a lot of indie promoters does when you're short on talent.
1: You throw them all back out at the end in a battle royal. Battle royal. That's We've had to do that every single show pretty much. Yeah. Could do that. That's what you do. You run the little like you'll run like a singles match, a singles match, a singles match, maybe a tag match, and then that tag match just blows up and you stretch it out into a battle royal. That's right. What you got to do if you got like seven, eight people on a show, but you got people that are there, you gotta you gotta get creative and stretch that stuff out.
2: I remember back in the day when we were on a tight budget and we would look at a tag team match and think, "Damn it, man, that's four guys in one match." You know, if we have two singles, then we're 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 using the same amount of guys and paying the same amount of money, but getting two matches out of it. That's how it was back then, Carlos
1: says he'd be down for a foot race and a battle royal. He's the marathon man.
2: interesting, interesting.
1: We'll anything see. else you got before we go? Uh,
2: no, I think that's it, man. I think that's all I got for you today.
1: Guys, of you, course Oh, subscribe. by the way, did
2: you did you like the new additions? Are you happy with the new additions? Because this stuff took effort. This was not a, a fly-by-night situation.
1: Well, listen, I hate putting the title belts in the background of my thing anyway. I just hate it. Right. That's why I put the globe there. I just don't like it. But it's the only yeah. place I have to put them. I don't have, like, a display case or anything. Yeah, yeah. Well, don't you think that having it, would...
2: having it hover over Virgil, I mean, that's a pretty clever situation. Yeah.
1: But that's the thing. It makes me feel even less special now that <laughs> this belt behind me yep. was on TNA TV and this one is on your screen. That's right. What's up with this? Yeah. And the list,
2: I mean, this this looks like a, a pretty damn good knockoff, don't you think?
1: Yeah. Guys, subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher and apparently Podbean, which I had no idea we were even on. But apparently I don't I even know what were-
2: that is. What what is that? I don't know. Okay. okay. I uh I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna reveal one more thing. I sure. uh we've been working on a t shirt idea. Oh uh, really? And and well you know about this because uh it may or may not include your involvement or your name or likeness. And, oh, and boy. uh it's coming probably within the next two weeks. Really? Yep. It's amazing. And I, I've probably seen seven or eight different mock ups and uh I think we got the winner
1: seven or eight different mock-ups i'm on pro wrestling tees i don't see a store up there right now
2: uh it's still in the works but i'm not going to put it in the store until i get the green light from you first because i'm an incredibly i'm an an incredibly respectful and professional person (laughs) so first i'm going to let you approve it and then after that we'll put it up there oh
1: jesus hey guys go buy a fightful shirt or a your boy shirt tweet me a picture of it send me a picture of it we love seeing that stuff of course Also, we're on YouTube. Register at Fightful.com to get early access to shows like the Shane Helms show, the Matt Riddle show, and that exclusive show I'll be doing. I'll have some guests on there uh, here and there. We'll put together some neat stuff for you. Until next time, guys, we're out. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition.